it was actually kind of hard to figure out which plants to profile. I could imagine. There's so many plants to, to choose from. I had way too many to choose from. And then I felt like, well, if I pick this first, am I playing favorites? Like, Yeah. Yeah. And you like, can't go alphabetical because then it would, uh, well, I guess you could have mixed it up later, but that would have yeah. been a lot of work. No. And then I wanted to do plants, obviously, that I knew. Mm-hmm. But I was yeah. like, do I do plants? Should I do plants that we don't grow, like that we're less familiar with mm-hmm. to get to? It was, it was hard. So yeah. now I have to figure out a whole new technique for, for season two. Yeah, yeah. So, But let's start out with some, some questions. I'm feeling very confident today. All right. So uh, ask, <laughs> ask me five questions. All right. Let's see I'm how you do. I'm going to ask first, uh, is it a, uh, a tree, shrub, forb, or graminoid? It is an herbaceous graminoid of the Cyperaceae family. All right. And about how tall does this get? Two to three foot tall. Okay. Two to three foot tall kind of max and let's see here um what's its wetland indicator status look like obligate Ooh, okay 99 so of the time it's, it's be, found in wetland conditions in in around water um does it have like a noticeable flower or seed head uh it has reddish brown spikes atop stems rising above the foliage okay and hmm, what else can I ask here? Um, I don't know. Is it is it going to grow in the water or just a like in wetlands? It you know what it it can actually handle up to six inches of permanent inundation. Oh, you know, was that my fifth question? It is your fifth I had question. A sixth one that I should have asked. No, that's hmm, that's your that's your fifth. Um, so right now, you know that it's an herbaceous graminoid of the Cyperaceae family. It gets two to three foot tall. It's an obli- when obligate indicator status has uh, reddish brown spikes atop uh, stems rising above the foliage and can take six inches of permanent indentation. Yeah, Are yeah. you still as confident? Um, I think so. All right, but uh, it's I'm. I'm going to I'm surprised go. you didn't ask grass, rush, or sedge. That's what I was saying. Oh, I missed that one. I should have done that. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Carrick Stricta. So Tom's choice today is Carrick Stricta, which is tussock sedge. Wow. Yeah. I had wow. to. I have to admit I felt continent, con, uh, not continent, but <laughs> I felt confident <laughs> because I, I saw oh. the <laughs> You're listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Welcome back to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. I am Fran. And I'm Tom. And today's plant is Carrick which is tussock sedge. Yeah. yeah. So maybe not the sexiest of native plants, no. but it's, uh, to me, this stands out from the wetland uh, sedges mm-hmm. because it actually forms a tussock. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it makes a tussock and, and it's not a lot of them do that. A lot of them are more colonizing type sedges where this definitely like when you see it, you know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's so, one of the few sedges I can actually identify yeah. by sight. <laughs> so what's the, the native range of this plant? So it is native uh, from Maine to Georgia and then west to Texas. All right. And well, let's see here. And you kind of find it like if 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 you were like given that it can take up to six inches of permanentation, 
you wonder, does this have to be in water? And and it doesn't. It's actually a good rain garden plant because it can take periods of mm-hmm. – even though it's an obligate, it can take periods of uh, alternately uh, flooded or alternately dry. Uh, but typically it's indigenous to sedge meadows, seeps, fens, seasonal wetlands, uh, wet prairies, marsh edges, and wet meadows. And that information actually is from our friends at New Moon Nursery. Okay, yeah. And so we mentioned it's a, a sedge. Yes. What – does it like what do the leaves look like? So the leaves are basal and alternate 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 wow on the lower stems. It's three to five leaves per stem, and there's three to six millimeters wide. And the stem leaf sheaths snugly wrap the stem, uh, translucent, whitish to yellowish uh, in color, but reddish brown along the tip. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of the the wetland sedges are that yellowish. Yeah, I, I oh, would yeah. say. Yep, and like a, I don't want to say a blade because it's not really a blade. It's oh, it is kind well, of a blade. Sed- sedges yeah. have edges. If, yeah, there you go. But it's got that like third little. Am I thinking of the wrong thing? Maybe I'm. No. I'm. Well, the, I'm describing the, the wrong thing. The, at the tip, you know, where they're yeah. reddish brown, it's kind of thickened and U shaped. Okay. At the at the tip as well. So, and when when this is in flower and eventually going to seed, when are you going to see that? Uh, late spring. Late spring, so it's with with a plethora of other native plants blooming mm-hmm. in the late spring. It's actually one I'm thinking of a spot where I find it a lot is uh, in a really swampy area. I don't know if swamp is the technical term for mm-hmm. the area, but I've it's it's pretty swampy. Um, after rain event, you'll get standing water up to yeah. about six inches. Yeah, and I see it there a lot. And uh, we we have it right across the street, like yeah. in the woods, uh, right across the street from the nursery, right along the edge of the road where it gets wet and it's swampy. Yep. You, you see the hummock forming sedge yeah. right in there, and I'll see it just starting to flower when I'm out turkey hunting, which is like starts end of April and then uh, into the middle, almost late May. Yeah. So, and that's where you'll start to see the like the starting of that process. Yeah. And it's typically full sun, but like I said, you see it in the woods across the street, but it's just on the edge of the woods. It's mm-hmm. not too deep, so it's part shade. It's not in the dense shade, but yep. typically can take that full sun to part shade. Yeah. And um, you you mentioned the, the tussocks. Yeah. What is the difference between a tussock and a hummock? I have no idea. <laughs> I have a feeling they're they're very close to the that. same thing. Yeah. Well, while you Google, I'll go into some of the uh, wildlife uses. So um, this plant does attract butterflies and birds. It does provide habitat for frogs, toads, salamanders, ducks, herons, rails, snipes, and sparrows. And there's that's some wildlife that we haven't mentioned with some of the plants that we've already introduced in a native plant every day. Um, the birds will uh, use its leaves and stem to build its nests. And also feed on the seeds, so it's multi-purposes for birds. And it does host uh, eyed brown, uh, mulberry wing, and black dash. So, and the seed is also eaten by ducks, grouse, wild turkeys, sandpipers, and sparrows. So, even though it may not be the sexiest, uh, it definitely has a lot of wildlife value and ecosystem uh, function. And it's, from what I understand, it's fairly deer resistant. I think it's probably not their first choice, but. Um, they 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 will eat it if if there's a lack of food, um, and that plant does does spread by rhizome. So it will form, even though it's it's maybe a little different looking than your normal sedge. It it will form large colonies. So I'm I'm just looking up the difference in in tussock and hummock. Okay, and uh, and it says that semantically they're related. Um, 
they both kind of mean like form a small hill in yeah. a way. But I guess uh, what a hummock means like the new growth forms at the base by the old growth. Okay. So it slowly builds this like yeah. hill form. And that makes sense. So, yeah. Like I, I can see that with this plant. Um, so, and it is wind pollinated as well. Okay. And uh, are there any – it's not something most people are going to want to go out and say, ooh, I have an invasive plant here and I want to remove it and plant Carextricta. If there was that case, what would you <clears throat> you suggest? There actually is an invasive serrated tussock, uh, which is Nacella trichotoma. So this would be a great – that's one I don't think you're you're finding in a garden center anyway. But if, mm-hmm. if you had that similar condition, that, that swampy kind of on and off wet, or you could use it in a rain garden. It does actually provide really good erosion control, um, and it's really good for drainage ditches. So if you have uh, drainage – drainage ditches in your property it colonizes well and handles that condition all right cool all right you ready for a quiz i'm ready all right lightning round i'm giving you four today okay all right so let's start uh true or false the root is diaphoretic and diuretic i'm gonna go with true an infusion has been used in the treatment of a bronchitis one is one of these is false okay okay which one is false a, bronchitis, B, catars, which is mucus buildup, Okay. or C, arthritis? I'm going to go with uh, C, arthritis. It couldn't have been the one you couldn't pronounce. No, <laughs> you didn't make uh, that one up. No, totally. <laughs> I had to look it up. Uh, true or false, uh, Carexic stricta is not known to be toxic. Um, I'm going to say it's not known to be toxic is true. True or false, Carextricta has slight salt tolerance. I'm going to go with false. Yeah, it has no salt tolerance. Clean sweep. That was a pretty good lightning run. You were 100%? Yeah, I got them all. Wow. Wow, I got to do better. Um, so more importantly, would you put this in your yard? Uh, no. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know a place to put it. I, it's, a plant, it's a really, really great plant for what, yeah. where it needs to grow. It's great for erosion control. It's... Uh, it's great in those like swampy, marshy kind of areas. I, I don't have that. No, either do I. My my old property, yeah, I would have put it in there. It might have already been in there in, uh, in some spaces, but I just don't have that spot right now. So uh, another great one. This is probably our shortest episode ever. Yeah, nothing so, wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Short and sweet. So we will be back tomorrow for another one. Until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Hey, everyone. This is Fran. And Tom. And we just wanted to give you a quick reminder to tune in every Friday to our other podcast, Native Plants Healthy Planet. Yeah, so on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we dive into all different kinds of subjects revolving around native plants and our ecology and having a healthy planet. We have guests from uh, from colleges, from other podcasts, from different nonprofits we work with, even authors. It's a really good time. We hope you join us over there. Make sure you tune in, and until then, keep it native.